ever faithful God. You have made a covenant with your people in the gift of your Son, who offered his body for us and poured out his blood for the many. As we celebrate this Eucharistic sacrifice, build up your church by deepening within us the life of your covenant and by opening our hearts to those in need. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in union with the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. In the passage which follows from the book of Exodus, the covenant with God is sealed when Moses sprinkles the blood of the sacrificed animals on the people. This ritual, in effect, says, may the same thing happen to us as happened to these animals if we do not fulfill our part of God's covenant. This covenant relationship with God is serious stuff, a matter of life and death. A reading from the book of Exodus. Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the ordinances. And all the people answered with one voice and said, All the words that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses wrote down all the words of the Lord. He rose early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain and set up 12 pillars corresponding to the 12 tribes of Israel. He sent young men of the children of Israel who offered burnt offerings and sacrificed oxen as offerings of well-being to the Lord. Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins, and half of the blood he dashed against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people. And they said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do, and we will be obedient. Moses took the blood and dashed it on the people and said, See the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The passage we will hear from the letter to the Hebrews tells us that we are partakers in the new covenant with God, a covenant that is sealed with the blood of Jesus. When we say amen to the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, we are pledging to live his life with every choice we make. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, when Christ came as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and perfect tent, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy place, 
not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls, with the sprinkling of the ashes of a heifer, sacrifices those who have been defiled so that their flesh is purified, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to worship the living God. For this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. Because, it, because a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions under the first covenant. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with and your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord. On the first day of the unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, the disciples said to Jesus, Where do you want us to go to make the preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him, and wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, the teacher asked, Where is my guest room? Where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. So the disciples set out and went to the city and found everything as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. While they were eating, he took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to them, and said, Take, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, and all of them drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I tell you, I will never drink it again of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. When they had sung the hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I can't tell you how good it is to see so many of you. I've been missing you. It's good that we're together. Come on, Barry, smile. That's sort of like, come on, it's a happy thought. <laughs> Joanne, you said I had church face last week. Ha! Listen, uh, Wednesday, the 2nd of June, I celebrated a, a special anniversary for myself. You see, on the 2nd of June, it was uh, 64 years ago that I received First Communion. My first thought was to try to count 
how many times I've received communion in my life, but ask any of my teachers in high school, they'll tell you that math was never my specialty. (laughs) But instead of trying to figure out how many times I've shared the body and the blood of Christ in the Eucharist, I think the far more important question What difference does it make? What difference does sharing the Eucharist make in my life? What difference does sharing the Eucharist make in your lives? There's a story of a catechist who was trying to explain to a group of second graders what the Eucharist means. And she told this group of second graders that when she was a kid, she loved chocolate chip cookies. She loved chocolate chip cookies, and she loved them so much she constantly ate chocolate chip cookies. Maybe you know her or him. Her mother said to this catechist one day, you know, you eat so many chocolate chip cookies that you're going to turn into a chocolate chip cookie. Your mom ever say that to you? I think St. Augustine said that. St. Augustine taught that when we share the body and the blood of Christ at the Eucharist, we become what we eat and what we drink. That's the difference the Eucharist makes in our lives. It's not a matter of numbers. It's the difference. When you and I share the body and the blood of Christ, we develop the mind of Christ. Think about that. We think like Jesus. We develop the heart of Christ. We love as Jesus loved. We pray like Jesus. Moved with his spirit, we pray and call God Daddy like Jesus did. We pray like Jesus. And we accept the call that he accepted. The call to give ourselves to serving the needs of others. Every time you and I say amen to the body and the blood of Christ, we're saying amen to the mind of Jesus, to the heart of Jesus, to his call to serve the needs of others. The covenant with God is sealed in the blood of Jesus. Do you believe that? Is that how it works for you?
Working through these readings this week has been a challenge for me because there are times when I share the Eucharist that it doesn't come together like that for me. There are times when I'm distracted. There are times when my life doesn't seem to be going very well and and it just, I can't set down the luggage, the baggage. In order for us to truly enter into the body and blood of Christ, we have to do that. We, We have to give it time. We have to make time in our busy lives to allow that to happen. We have to make time in our busy lives to read the Word of God, the Word that we'll hear when we come to church. We have to make time in our busy lives to allow for the silences at Mass to focus us, to bring us into the heart, the mind of Jesus. To celebrate the Eucharist well takes time. In reading over the survey that we took, and I think some of you jumped ahead. You you thought we were starting 1015 Mass today, next week. Sorry about that. Uh, There were a number of people who suggested that mass should only take an hour. Who said that? (laughs) Okay, Barry, there are churches you could belong to that take only an hour. There are priests that celebrate mass in only an hour. You go ahead. What we do here is so important. We acknowledge our sin. We gather. We acknowledge our sinfulness. We, we respond to the word of God. We've listened to the word of God. Part of preparation to share the Eucharist, I think, is that we spend some time before church every week taking an inventory of what it is for which we are truly grateful. We can't do Eucharist unless we recognize for what we are truly grateful. And then we have to recognize that we say yes. We say yes to the very mission of Jesus to bring his life and love into the world. As I remembered my first communion 64 years ago, the Word of God has invited me to think about not the number of times I've shared the Eucharist, but to think about and pray about what difference it makes in my life. In our celebration of the Eucharist as a community today, God's word is inviting us to do the same. 
What difference does the Eucharist make? We become what we eat and drink. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.